welcome to Get Up With God. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. It's good to see you this morning. Hope you grabbed your Bible. Let's get into the Word of God this morning. Open up with me to Galatians chapter 3. We're going to get started right in the Word. Let's pray and let's get our day started. Good to see you this morning. Hope you're having a great week. It's been a fantastic week. God is in great, great demand for the world. People need Him right now. So grab your coffee, grab your Bible. Let's get into it. If you haven't yet, go ahead and share the post. Be sure to like it. It gets our rankings up so other people can see it as well. I'm so thankful for everybody that is a part of the show this morning That you're, if you're live. If you're listening by a podcast later on, thank you for watching and listening. Um, but open up with me to Galatians 3 and let's jump into the Word. And then let's pray. We'll make a profession to start our day right. And then we'll carry on and have a great life. Would you agree with me? I'm, uh, whether you do or not, I'm going to, I decide to have a great life. I don't, I choose not to participate in the downtrodden world, the things that are going on. I just, I choose to participate in the things of God. I choose to participate in his word and that's just the way it's going to be for me. How about you? So let's get started this morning. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We give you the glory, the honor. We give you this time, Lord. We, we welcome you into our homes, into our places, wherever we are in our vehicles, into our uh, workplace. Lord, Father, wherever we are, we just we, we worship you and we just uh, bring you into this time with us. We ask that you'd help us, minister to us as we read your word. Let your anointing come from this word as I preach and teach your word, Lord, that you'd help everybody listening and watching. And Lord, that you'd help me. Give me divine revelation for my life, for my family. We just love you, Lord. We worship you and praise you, exalt you, exalt your name on high. We love you, Lord. And Lord, right now I speak a blessing and a prayer over every person that's listening or watching right now, Father. If they have a need, Father, that you'd help them and touch them right where they're at with your power, with your presence, that you'd help them right where they're at this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Say this with me. Say, my Bible is my survival guide for life. By it I live, and by it I die. I receive everything that it has for me today. I choose to walk in victory for the rest of my life. Amen. Well, what a great, great thing we've got before us, the Word of God. It's, it's powerful, mighty, strong. It's like a sword. It divides between... Uh, the wasted time and the, and what we should be spending time on between the soul, between the spirit. And then it gives us the exact right anecdote for the things that we need in our life. It's great to see everybody this morning. If you're joining from Twitter, uh, thank you for watching on Twitter. If you're on Twitch, thank you so much for being with us. Be sure, be sure to participate and leave comments on, and uh, you can join that way. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you for being live on Facebook with me. And of course, YouTube, uh, appreciate everybody that's joining well, let's get in the word, shall we? O- open up to Galatians 3. We're going to start with the scripture that we've been reading. You know, this is a powerful week. Um, you know, if we were to go back in time from what this week was uh, centuries ago, Jesus went to the cross, died. Before he went to the cross, he was beaten, ridiculed, and all that work he did for me and you. And here we are in this week, uh, the week after Easter, and... Uh, what would be considered the week following his, uh, following the time that he uh, died on the cross and then rose again. And I want to talk today about re- the redemptive work that he did. This week we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the peace that his chastisement brought to us. 
We talked about the um, healing that the whipping and the beating that he took on his back and his body, what that did for us. We talked about prosperity and the blessing and the curse and what, what prosperity was made available to you and me through Jesus and the work that he did. And today I want to talk about redemption and redemption uh, encompasses all these things. It encompasses everything that we need to know about the work that Jesus did and what is made available to you and me by the cross of Calvary. So in Galatians three, let's read here and, uh, we'll start in verse, we could start in verse 10 for as many as are the works of the law are under the curse for it is written cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, or you and me, in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And I want to talk about the redemption today, what Jesus did to redeem us, to bring us back uh, from what the enemy did to us and deceived Adam and Eve into, into doing. So, uh, verse 13 says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, so I found a couple things in, in the dakes that I want to look at in Matthew. Uh, if we look at Matthew 20, I like how the date, how date put together, um, Phineas Dakes put together some, some quotes here from the latter part of the verse of what his Jesus's work did and what he came to do. So in verse 28 of Matthew 20, it says, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for others or a ransom for many. And in the uh, footnotes, he writes that word ransom is to redeem the price of redeeming or to take back what was lost. And so Jesus, what he did, this is so powerful. I feel the anointing of God. I mean, it brings, it makes me emotional, the work that Jesus did for me and you, you know, it was humanity's fault that we, we got off track in the first place. Adam and Eve gave up the rights that God gave to them. He gave, they gave those over to Satan and Jesus had to, didn't have to do any of this. He didn't have to create this available life for me and you. But yet he did it. The Bible says in Matthew 20, 28, that even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom unto many, redeeming the price of men from death, from sickness, from sin, and from the enemy. This is the work that Jesus did for me and you. He made everything that was lost back and accessible to you and I. And what's, what's amazing about this, like I said, is Jesus, even though he is a king, he's the king of kings. There's, he's the Lord of lords. He's the ruler above any ruler. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess the name Jesus Christ before everything's said and done. 
but he came for you and me. He deserved, he was deserving of more, but gave everything that he had for you and me for our life. That, that, that tells me two things. Number one, what your life is valued at. You're a valued person. You are valuable in what you have and what you are just the way you are. You know, Jesus didn't expect anything from anyone before he did the work that he did. There's no expectation of change for you to come to Jesus and for your life to be completely accessible to Jesus. He gave his life for you in the state that we were in, in the condition, in the, you know, the, the, I guess you could say the contaminated state that we were in. He gave his life in that condition. He, he came to give himself to us for in the way that we were. And he's asking, and so number one, uh, two things I, I, I come, I get from that. Number one is your value is way higher than what you probably think of yourself. The reason people get depressed, the reason people uh, have oppression on their minds or they feel discouraged and they don't feel self-worth and they don't feel like they're valuable, a lot of times comes comes from a self-impression or a low low perspective of their self-impression what they think of themselves but jesus thinks severely higher than you probably think of yourself he loves you to no end he gave up his existence on this earth for you to be able to live the fullest in these things so number two that tells me when we show up now that we've accepted jesus when we become a part of this and we be, we accept the work that jesus did now i wonder what does he expect of us now He didn't come to be ministered unto. He came to minister, but now he's ministered unto us. What does that mean? Ministered. I mean, he has uh, contributed to you and me. He has given of himself to you and me. And he didn't come so that we could give unto him. But now that he has given to us and he's given his life for us, what is expected of you and me on his behalf now that he has risen to the highest throne of, Je uh, uh, of where Jesus could sit next to God? What does he expect of you and me? Well, I don't, when I go to church, I literally, I, I receive every time I go to church, my, there's a preacher, a pa my pastor is ministering and I receive of the pastor that's ministering and preaching. I do. But when I go, I have every intention to give of myself in any capacity that I can. I come, I go to minister at my local church in whatever capacity that I can, whatever, what anything, anything and everything that I can do to be of an assistance to minister now to others so that they can be a part of it. Listen to this and uh, uh, let's turn to, I had a scripture in Titus I want to read. Let me, uh, let me check Timothy first. First Timothy, don't turn there yet. Well, you can, I mean, I can't tell you what to do. No, I want to turn into Titus. Let me look in Titus real quick. But he has given us a, a given of himself for you and me to have the fullness of all the things that uh, that we could live in the blessing of those things. What scripture was it? 
Hang tight. First Peter, or was it First Peter? Let me look at Titus. Let me go to Titus. Hold on. Was it? Hold on. Such a tiny book. It's in between. Um, So listen, hmm. here it is, Titus 2, sorry about that, is everybody still with me? I know that was... I'm trying to look for something. Uh, Titus 2. Yes, here it is. It, it went from script from chapter to chapter. There, that's where it is. <coughs> Excuse me. Titus 2. Verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of, of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us. There it is again. Redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So so I'm going to go. I'm going to kind of skip to the end and then go backwards. But the reason he redeemed you and me just like he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Now what he's done is redeemed us back so that, and we should now that we've received this, all of the things that he's given to us, we should be able now to minister and, you know, ministers a such a, I think a religious sounding word, give of ourselves to others is what we should be zealous to do who gave himself for us that we that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works would you say that you're zealous of good works not just you know you have to do good works because you're a christian now so you have to do good things are you zealous to do the things of god i think all my promotion in my life came from my hunger to want to give of myself to other people and to serve god I think any promotion in my life comes from those things. I think the rudimentary baseline foundation for the Christian, this doesn't apply to someone who's not underneath this redemptive work. Now you can get underneath the redemptive work, but I believe that the power of promotion and success through the power of God comes from the foundational rudimentary pieces of our zealousness and hunger to want to be part of what God is doing in the earth. And he'll promote you in every capacity that you put your hand to. Like we talked about yesterday, Joseph's success did not come from how hard he worked or his ability to be the, the, the top tier 
uh, employee of the people that he worked for. No, Joseph's success came from wherever he went. He had success in him. And so when our zealousness for the works that God's made available for us to be able to do is is something that we hunger after. Remember, you know how in First Corinthians, First um, Corinthians twelve, it says to covet after the these certain gifts that God has made available to you and me through the power of the Holy Ghost. He said, covet the greater gifts, the the power, you know, the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gift of faith. The, the 12 gifts of the spirit, he said to covet after, well, I thought covetousness was a bad thing. Not when it comes to the things of God, covetous and zealousness and hunger for his works brings promotion in every area of your life, whatever you put your hand to. When you, when you are under this redeeming power, see, Jesus is an advocate for you and me. He is he does the intermediary work that we fail at. He is the one that stands in between our failure and success. He fills that gap for us. Listen to this in uh, in First Peter. First Peter chapter. Uh, hold on, I've got it highlighted here. Um, first Peter, sorry, I should have had my scriptures better in line today. That's not the one. You foreign the foundation manifest last time, believe boring God. Um, let's read out of first Peter. Let's start in 13. Uh, maybe back up a little bit before that. No, first Peter, um, what chapter are we in? First Peter one. Is that right? First Peter one and 13. Let's start there. No, no, no I'm sorry apologize you guys have to bear with me you know it is only six in the morning so it's okay if i miss up mess up a scripture i've got a bunch of scriptures that i was reading this morning and i just didn't organize them like i usually do all right first timothy two it says in verse uh let's start in verse three first timothy two and three for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Why? Because everything that's available underneath redemption, everything that he's redeemed us back unto is made available. Why wouldn't he want everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth? His, his work that he did. But, but verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher, and this is Paul talking to Timothy, writing a letter to Timothy, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle, I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. 
But there's one God and one mediator, two separate things. There's the Trinity. You've got God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us, but the mediator, now that he's, Jesus has done the work to redeem us, to bring us back from the curse, give us the, sta- the right standing that we have today, this redemptive work has created now a mediator between you and God. You have to have this. Without the mediator, the capital M, not mediator like some guy that just stumbled upon a a role somewhere. No, this is Jesus. He's the mediator between God and men. That's what it says in verse 5. There's one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Jesus Christ. He is the one sitting on the throne. He is complete. Think about this. He's the human body in heaven right now. I think, and and don't 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 send me emails and Facebook messages and Twitter posts about how I'm wrong about this. But based on my studies, I, don't, I haven't read every detail of every footnote and every exhaustive study that I could. But I don't know of multiple people that have been zapped into heaven besides Elijah and Jesus, and where the, they don't have traces of their physical bodies. So they must be the only physical beings in heaven. And I'm saying all that to say that Jesus, the physical being of Jesus, is sitting there in heaven as a mediator between you and me and God. So when we have, we have issues, we have problems, we have things we need to get under the redemptive work of Jesus, we go to Jesus and then Jesus pleads our case before God and makes the thing right because you and I don't have the power to do that. For all the years before Jesus came, they were killing animals and making sacrifices and had priests that would come to God on our behalf or the people's behalf. And we would still have to be doing that in order to make our lives right with God for us to be able to receive that blessing from God. That's how the blessing came upon people in those days. They didn't get the blessing because they were just good. They had to make sacrifices. They had to make themselves right before God. And then they, when they live right, think about Abraham. His faith and confidence in God by the, the faithfulness of his works is what, how he proved himself right through God is what it says. Faith through his faith, it was accounted to him for righteousness, but his works, he had to show works for it. You and I can't do enough works to make what Jesus did available to make it right before God, his redemptive power and work makes those things right for you and me. And now, once these things have been made available, we need to now, our focus in our life. Do you want to see the most powerful uh, movement in anything that you put your hand to? Then you dedicate your life to the things of God. That doesn't mean you have to be a full-time preacher or full-time minister or uh, anything like that. There's people called to that sort of thing. There's people... There's certain people called once called twice. There's two people twice called out. We're all called to be uh, ministers and to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus to every person. That's once called. Then there's people who are called again, like uh, the pastor of our church sitting at the place that he's sitting in. He's called out of uh, 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 what we'd call a, uh, a lifestyle of business and things like that. Now he's still in business, but his first focus is ministry. But if you can do the same thing, doesn't mean that you have to be in full time and you have to be paid to be in ministry. But if you can focus your life around ministry, 
around the ministering of the gospel of Jesus, and you're still involved in business, still involved in anything in the in that anything that you put your hand to, God will see to it that the things that you put your hand to get promoted and enhanced beyond anything that you could do if your main focus is the things of of are His things, the things of God, the things of the kingdom. He will make sure. Don't believe me? Ask Joseph. He was he was thrown into a pit and sold into slavery because his brothers didn't like him. They were jealous of his coat. But that coat that he wore, even though it was stripped away from him and stolen from him, the blessing of the coat that was the, that was the, the symbol of his blessing, and if you don't know the story that I'm talking about, you can go back in, into Genesis and read about Joseph, but that blessing that came on his life from that coat stayed with him wherever he went because God was with him. The same goes for you. If you anything you will put your hand to, anything that you will go to try and uh, uh, conquer in life, God will see to it that you have the promotion that you deserve, have the enhancement of life, have the increase that you need, have the the favor that you need, have the open doors that you need to be able to get to anywhere that you need to go when you're on His side. And it's not because of anything you can do. It's because of the work that Jesus did as a mediator between you and God, between me and God. We serve a faithful, faithful God. God just wants to get involved in your life. But because of what Adam and Eve, they made it so difficult. They used to just walk around in the garden with God and communicate and they had a very close relationship. But because they sold that to Satan, God now has to have a mediator between us to be able to access the things of this earth. He had he he is bound by his word. And God said, I give all dominion, I give all authority, I give all power to man. And the man said, thank you, and then gave it over to the enemy. So now God has to have a mediator. But now that mediator has given us a comfort, the Holy Ghost, to be able to directly connect. Come on. Well, I'm all out of juice this morning. So... Thanks for joining live. Some exciting things coming up in the next couple weeks. I'm uh, praying about and putting to, putting plans and thoughts together about my next show. We're going to continue our devotionals in the morning until the Lord tells me otherwise. But then I'm going to do. I'm I'm praying and asking the Lord and asking for help and putting plans together for an evening show as well. It'll be a different podcast. It won't be a devotional, but it'll, it will be more uh, um, more news oriented. So, be in prayer about that. Believe in God for studios, uh, for you know, for a place to set up our studio, so we don't have to be doing this at my table um, and uh, all the things that go into that. And so, hey, look, I love you so much. I'm glad that you're with me this morning. I hope you have a great rest of your day today. Enjoy your weekend. Be blessed. 
Thanks for everything that you do. If you support this ministry financially, thank you. I, 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 I pray over every seed that comes in. I ask that the Lord increases you. And I'm believing God that we reach uh, the partners. We're getting our, we're on our way there. We've got monthly partners that believe and support, you know, because this is a, a ministry that goes forth to help people. And anything that you sow into it goes, anything that this ministry reaches or touches or does, you your money does that, and that means you're a part of it as well. And if you pray and, and uh, um, pray over what we do, and that's just as much partnering. So thank you so much for everybody that does that. I love you. Have a great day today. I will see you Monday morning uh, for Get Up With God, bright and early, 6 a.m. You have a great rest of your week, and I will see you soon. Be blessed. Amen.